0: Killer and no filler episode of the best motorsports radio on the planet. It's the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. With your host, Jim Bieber.
1: Sliding trophy trucks, jumping razors, and
2: dropping the mic at events across the country.
0: Amy Hood.
2: What's up, guys? I'm a professional fun hacker, dirt bike rider, and monster truck driver.
0: With support from Polaris Razor, General Tire, Subaru, and Dirtfish hang on tight strap in and get ready to smoke some tires and lay some roost here's the man who carries a steering wheel in one hand and a mic in the other jim beaver
1: All right, we got one heck of a big show lined up today on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I'm Jim Beaver. Amy Hood joining me. She's only here for like uh, maybe 20 minutes today. (laughs) She's heading to Mexico. I know. Uh, She is currently in an airport somewhere, I believe San Diego. So uh, if you hear some background noise, it's uh, because she's checking out for a while and... uh, I don't. Know, you're just a North American. You're not even an, You're not a Canadian. You're not an American. You're just a North American. Mexico, Canada, whatever. You claim them all, right?
2: I am a gypsy. Yes, you're. You're very right. But I mean, it's my birthday, Jim. I am almost reaching that, you know, big twenty-one again. This will be the eighth year in the row that I turned twenty-one. But (laughs) yeah, taking myself to Mexico, I'm excited. I got one week off a monster jam, so you better believe that I'm gonna go sit on a beach with a cerveza in my hand.
1: (laughs) So, where in Mexico are you going? I don't even know. We got a lot of motorsports to talk about today. We don't even know. know where the heck you're going in Mexico.
2: I'm going to Puerto Vallarta, so Ah, I'm actually kind of in the looking to find some type of adventure trip where I can ride a dirt bike on a beach. So, yeah, I might be going on holidays, but I'm going to try to find something motorized that I can have some adventures on, or else I'm just going to go get a scooter and go do some off-roading and some extreme scootering, so one of the two. (laughs)
1: That might might be even more fun, but...
2: (laughs) I know, right? Yeah.
1: (laughs) So, uh, yeah, today's guest, man, it is a big show. we got off-road legend, and I mean legend, Rob McCackran, the Off-Road Hall of Famer, who is still competing and still destroying everybody. Uh, He is back, reigning Mint 400 champ. That's coming up next weekend, but Rob Mack on the show today. And then we've got some big announcements. My 2018 Polaris Razor Star Card teammates in the Mint 400 antron brown and steve torrence both on the line steve Torrance actually took the win in phoenix's past weekend we've got them we got grc supercross and a whole lot more to talk about this week on the down and dirty radio show powered by polaris razor highlights
0: like what you hear catch all the back episodes of the down and dirty radio show on apple podcast and be sure to rate review and subscribe
1: welcome back to the down and dirty radio show powered by polaris razor jim beaver amy hood here we got a lot to talk about we only got amy for a short amount of time um so uh A number one, obviously, we just said in the intro, you guys have seen the graphic, Antron Brown, Steve Torrance, joining me in the Polaris Razor Star Car at the Mint 400. I'm going to talk about that a little more in the next segment. Um... Man, mm-hmm. and we've got Steve and Antron both on. Rob Mack coming up in the show. Um, but uh, I, we got so much to talk about. Just a little bit of time with Amy <laughs> here. I do want to touch on one thing. You teased it on your Instagram stories. It's something you and I have been working on for like a year now. Um, but I we got to bring it up today because it's coming. Like, literally, I was thinking, like, we're like three weeks out. But Amy, so we've got yeah. the Down and Dirty Radio show that I host and Amy hosts with me. I've got my own show, Project Action now this thing's gotten so big we're giving Amy her own show so tell us a little bit about what's going on there. (laughs)
2: Dang I I, you know I didn't know we're dropping the ball today Jim but uh yeah I guess I can catch out of the bag I did a little bit of a teaser but my updated graphic actually has radio show at the bottom but yeah you know huge thanks to um you know you Jim honestly for helping me get this off the ground and kind of giving me that little boost but I am starting my own radio show. It's called Amy Hood's Wild Ones. So it's going to be really similar to kind of what we, you know, the guests that we have on the Down and Jury show. But instead of recapping, um, you know, race events and highlights, I want to find out and talk a little bit more of the behind-the-scenes life of action sports athletes and, you know, the wild ones of our, uh, of our industry and kind of what drives them, what motivates them, and all the crazy wild stories along the way. So, you know, the tour life you know, getting stuck in airports, hotels, like stuff that we, you know, you and I talk about personally, but um, the cool thing about the show is that, you know, a lot of these athletes I actually grew up with, so, you know, we got a little bit of a personal connection, we can flow a little bit more, it's going to be lots of fun, and I cannot wait, and uh, we're definitely going to have some big names on the show, some of the wildest and coolest, you know, e- entertainers and professional athletes in the business, so I am super stoked, yeah. And again, I can't thank you, Jim, enough for really helping me get this off the ground.
1: Yeah, it's going to be excited. rad. I'm excited too. i to be talking
2: about it. I'm all pumped.
1: Yeah, so just <laughs> yeah, so we've already got some plans in motion. We're going to talk about it the next couple of weeks. Uh, so the way our schedule work, Amy and I will do the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Tuesdays. Amy will drop her show on Wednesdays, and then I'll drop Project Action on Thursdays. So you guys are going to be like. I don't know. We've got your week covered between Amy and I. I think it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun. Lots of content between her and I. We're gonna have so many different types of guests on air between the three shows, and I think it's uh, it's gonna be mm-hmm. rad. We've got like our own little network going on here, Hood. I like it.
2: I was just gonna say we need our own network. We're gonna have to drop our own TV network. Yeah. Um. You know, it's all it's all coming into one, and it's really cool how we can utilize each other, you know, for all three shows. Yeah. And um, I just think you know, obviously. The Wild Ones is going to be my baby, and we're going to spend a lot of time kind of just kind of getting into the heart and the core of all these athletes. So I'm, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. It's going to be wild, yeah. to say the least.
1: <laughs> so i gotta, I got to ask you now, and I saw it yesterday, and then I started looking today, and I signed up today. Uh, social media, Snapchat's kind of gone away. I know the, you know, I think like some high schoolers still using stuff, but it's gone away and that everybody thought that was the next big social media thing. But now with Instagram stories, it's kind of gone off the grid. Right. Well, there's some deal, I guess. I been about. Two... Yeah. Well, I guess there's some new, new, new social network called Vero and it's a lot like Instagram, but it's actually kind of better. Um, I, anyways, I didn't never heard of it. All of a sudden, in the past week, it's like the number one app in the entire app store for Apple. Um, and then Carry Hart Love started... Carrie Hart started posting about oh. it. Street Bike Tommy started posting about it. Like, all these big-name, you know, mm-hmm. social influencers, and I'm like, well, what the heck? So I download it, and, like, there's a massive amount of people on there, and it's kind of like Instagram. So I'm on there as of about an hour ago. I'm still playing with it just to see what happens, but I didn't want somebody to steal my screen name, so I, I figured I better just grab it anyways because um, that does happen. From what, what's
2: to- the difference between Instagram and this one, though? Um, like, what's the big difference? Because well, Instagram's obviously already – a really huge platform. Like you why? can Like, I'm sorry, but I ain't going to change a good thing. I don't have Snapchat. I don't use Twitter. I don't use Facebook. I am an Instagram till I die. And everybody used to get mad at me because i post on Instagram stories instead of using Snapchat. And I'm like, you know what? Instagram is a one-stop shop for all my social media needs. I ain't changing. You... And, um, you know, I, I think this as a fact. Obviously, it's going to be the number one app if it's something new that came out just like Snapchat. But... Everyone already has something on one social media platform. Like, I don't want to go back and forth for one and another. And now people with big followings are going to have to regrow their followings, right? So I
4: just um, You just got verified
1: on in Instagram. A- so you're like pissed. You're like, ah, oh, don't, don't make I'm me go someplace leader. else. I finally got verified.
2: I'm <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, you know what? Quit. I'm staying on Instagram. But what's uh, the big difference? Uh, you like, can actually
1: share this? So you can, the sharing part is easier and I'm still figuring it out. I've only been on there an hour, but you can actually share music. Like if you're listening into stuff, like you can share music with people. Mm. You can share movies with people. Um, you can actually mm. share links. Awesome. Um, so like if you want a link to YouTube, you throw up a video and you can embed the link there. So people don't have to go to your profile and click on it. Um, so th- there is some cool stuff, and it's one of those where I'm sure Instagram will be like, oh, yeah, we can do that too, and then it'll make this ab- obsolete. So, um, <laughs> but it's, it's pretty I, rad. I don't know. I,
2: I just think that. I know, but they were using Twitter, um, you know, to be able to have those clickable links in, and, and Twitter's still really big within, like, news channels, uh, politics, um, you know, even professional athletes and things like Entertainment Tonight or FS1, um, they, and they keep it short and sweet, right? I just think, I mean, I I haven't been able to find another, uh, you know, company that can really compete with Instagram. And, you know, they tried with Vine. They tried with Snapchat. And everything, you know, Instagram evolved and kind of adapted and and still took over and prevailed. Um, You know, I I just think that, well, I messed with a good thing. I got verified. I ain't leaving. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I don't care. I'm not downloading it. That's right. I I downloaded Snapchat for a day.
1: I, I, I have snap. I had Snapchat. I don't use mine at all. That was like, I don't know, that's beyond exactly. me. Like, that's the dumbest app ever. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Like, and I'm sure we've got listeners that are like ride or die with Snapchat. I'm sorry. Like I can't do it. I, I log in there and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, it's so not, Oh my
2: God. Jim Yeah. It's, but that's the cool, like, that's the thing though. Everyone kind of jumps on the bandwagon right away. I didn't realize, this, oh, you know what? I'm just going to go with the same app that I've been using all the time. I want to post once, not 70 times. and stuff. It is what it is. Big oh. bang, boom.
1: I'm still on Facebook. I'm, I'm like at 97,000. I'm almost ready to clip 100K on Facebook. So I'm like, might happen in the next month with the way mm-hmm. things are going. So I'm like, I, I can't bail on Facebook yet sorry i i hate that hell yeah i hate that the it's the reach is gone in the toilet but i don't know you and i put that graphic together we didn't make it public i shared it with some people internally i think last year us combined we hit 140 million people on social media between you and i that's crazy numbers <laughs> 140 million people
2: and last year was a lot different like this year especially with the, the eyes of monster jam you know the daily impressions are reaching like and uh, weekly impressions are reaching two million. So yeah. I mean, it, it just, it's just gonna grow. Like I'm yeah. not. I'm
1: I bet not, we can double that TV together Fox. this year. I bet we can hit three hundred million between the two of us, let's hands tri- down. Dude,
2: let's triple it. Let's do it. Let's we go for five hundred k
1: or five hundred million. You think we can do it? Ah,
2: uh, yeah.
1: All right, that, that's our goal. Uh-huh. December thirty first, five hundred million impressions on social media between the two of us
2: perfect let's
1: do it all right so uh how was you step <laughs> uh we'll see what we can do but uh yeah how so how much
2: time do we have here to chat i want to recover i want to talk about offense. all
1: answer, right well, man. we'll how we'll... much
2: time do we got here
1: okay we're going to take a short break we'll bail out right now we'll take a short break and then we come back we got uh, like 12 minutes to talk about it so
2: perfect let's
1: do it all right well amy and i we're going to take a short commercial break we come back we got supercross and we got a ton of people tuning in on facebook live right now and uh they're chiming in about social media so if you guys got questions on supercross hit us up i'm reading the comments and we'll be back after this on the down and dirty radio show powered by polaris razor
2: if you are age 85 or younger
0: Want the latest from Jim Beaver and Amy Hood? Follow at Jim Beaver15 and at Amy Hood71 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.
1: Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris. Razor. Uh, Before we get to uh, talking some Supercross, I got to talk real quick about our good friends at Amsoil and they're giving away a trip to the Indy 500 and it's not just any trip it's the ultimate Indy 500 fan experience that's exactly what Amsoil, maker some of the best synthetic motor oils on the planet is giving away this spring. One grand prize winner will win the trip of a lifetime to the Indy 500 to watch some of the fastest cars and best drivers battle to have their names etched alongside the greats like Foyt, Andretti, and Unser. But that's not all. Listen to what else awaits the grand prize Winner, you'll get pit access, dinner, dinner with an Indy 500 legend, VIP track access, suite access to watch the race, a grand in cash, round trip airfare for two, hotel accommodations for five nights, ground transportation and chance to meet the drivers. And just like when they do when they're making high-performance synthetic motor oils, Amsoil went the extra mile with the sweepstakes. If that's not enough, 10 first-place winners will receive one free digital download code for Monster Energy Supercross, the official video game. To enter the Amsoil Ultimate Indy 500 Fan Experience, text INDY, that's I-N-D-Y, to 41487. That's INDY, I-N-D-Y, to 41487, or visit amsoil.com slash Indy. All right. Speaking of Anzo Super or Monster Energy Supercross, Amy Hood, we had some Supercross going on in Tampa. I didn't get a chance to watch a ton of yeah. it. Um, I was. Uh,
2: I watched a lot of it for once. Yeah, I was at the bachelor my, party. I had only a two-show weekend. Uh, you were?
1: Yeah, in a in a like oh, a my. party bus limo thing. Had the full-on stripper pole and everything. Mm-hmm. It's pretty rad.
2: Oh, interesting. Did yes. You know? <laughs> yes, but I mean, if you have not watched Supercross, things are getting heated. We're kind of getting to the last round here, like in, you know, all the sports, Monster Jam, Supercross, Arena Cross, Snowcross, March kind of is that epitome of the seasons coming to an end. You're, you know, reaching the end of our, you know, indoor motorsport seasons. And it's kind of sad, but then that, that means the heat is kind of turned up. This is where everybody turns that dial up just a little bit, you know, they' kind of let it all hang out. Definitely what's happening in Monster Jam. Like we're kind of having head to head rivals, you know, going into the final rounds with our points. So everybody is just trying to step it up, and carnage is at full force, and it's just—it's been really wild for the Monster Jam season. Um, but you know, the same goes for Supercross. I mean, um, unfortunately, Cole Seely in 450 class—you um, know—he suffered a, an injury, and he was—I think he was sitting third in points. Uh, but it was just confirmed that he did break his pelvis and his tailbone. So, I mean, really devastating. He, he was having a solid year. Everyone loves Cole Seely. He's kind of turning into that new um, uh, uh, red-headed ginger Supercross 450 class. Come on, help me out here. <laughs> the
1: red-headed ginger? You
2: know, <laughs> yes, who, I, I'm kind you know,
1: of just quiet because it's funny listening to you. Uh...
2: You know who I'm talking about, the one that we all know and love. But, you know, Cole Seely's kind of turning into that all-American – um, you, you, you can never hate them. You always got to yeah. love them. But it's just too bad. It's, it's at the end of the year. You know, Outdoors is right around the corner. Um, it was noted that Ken Roxon is going to be lining up for Outdoors. But the heat, man, in the East Coast is the 250 class. It is stacked. And I have to hand it out, and we really need to get him on the show, is Austin Forkner. I mean, yes. the kid is making his debut Supercross year. He's sitting second in the points. And I think he's only four or five points behind Zach Osborne. that is huge and i I love Zach Osborne. Don't get me wrong, obviously, we talk about it every week on the show we you know we compare his uh, battle royale and um you know how he hangs it out on all on the line. but I mean, I love the young guns. I love the lo- young up and coming talent who you know, you know Austin awesome kind of flew under the radar for his amateur career and then it comes to supercross being this young quiet very non like social public kid who is just slaying it and i mean who does not want to like love to see that and i think i think you know if this kid can clench a 250 supercross title his first year it just speaks volumes for you know kind of becoming that new ryan Villapoto, ryan Dungey, you know one of those alpha riders who's just really going to come in and dominate so now yeah, it's been Pretty
1: interesting, Jim. You missed a good one. Yeah, it's yeah, – I'm kind of excited they moved to the East Coast. I mean, I was – especially with the 250s because you get to see a bunch of guys in action that we hadn't at the start of the year with the 250 West. Yeah. The 250 East, I know, like, you know, it's like with Supercross, we're starting to get a really – with 450s idea of how the points battle's shaping up, and like you said, like, we've turned the corner now, right? Um, you know, right around this time, mm-hmm. it's kind of like – you, it's a season split. Now we're, we're focusing kind of on the checkered flag for the whole season, and it's – um, you know, yeah. 450s is shaping up, but it's like, you know, I love the way they split 250s and, you know, east and west because, you know, we've got a good idea what the 250 west start looks like. But then, like, right now, we're just kind of a couple rounds into 250 east. It's like we're still figuring it out. But like you said, like, Fortner's been super, super impressive. Uh, I mean, and Zach Osborne, this guy, you know, he's got the red plate. Um, you know, we, we talked last week about, you know, his championship win last year, but um, I love these young guns, like you pop- said, like Forkner. And, I know.
2: and I, you know what, the, I feel like this year, too, this is the first time that we've seen a lot of 250 and 450 riders switch it up. So, you know, when a 250 guy is like not able to ride on the East Coast, he goes and rides East or West Coast, he, you know, switches it up and goes to the 450 class and I don't know if you guys have been if you've been paying attention but Hill made the pass on Marvin Muscat and like Justin Hill is killing it right now in the 450 and he really struggles when he's on the 250 but you know you have guys like Cooper and Justin as soon as they jump onto that 450 they are just like you know let it all hang out and you can really see you know them prevail a lot. Better on the 450. Like some guys are really just built for that 450, opposed to the 250. Um, you know, obviously Davalos, he's going to stay on a 250 for eternity in the rest of his life. But you know, Cooper <laughs> and Hill have really found a lot of success on that 450 class. And um, and Cooper, right now, it, you know, he he had a rough start of the season. He was obviously injured um, and kind of started the back of the pack and made his way up. He wanted to feel comfortable per- first year in 450s, but. You know, he finished fourth at this weekend. So, you know, imagine him coming in next year or even in the 450 class for outdoors, you know, healthy, rocking it from, you know, the first race to the last. He's definitely in, you know, contending for that uh, a title for an outdoor title or a 2019 Supercross title for sure. So, I mean, I'm excited. Like I was at this time, we always hype up outdoors, but I can't wait to see what's, you know, the, you know, this the opening or of Outdoors at Hangtown. It's, I, I just really love to see that, the jump of, especially my friends. Like, you know, I'm friends with Coop and friends with Hill. I like to see them, their success in the 450 class especially. Like, they're they're doing good. They're killing it. It's good to see.
1: Yeah. Well, and, you know, we talk about it too. You got all these young kids coming in, especially in 250s, and, uh, and it's always long-term. It's like, oh, who's going to step up to 450s? And I feel like even if you win a championship at 18 or 19 in 250s, like, it's beneficial to you to stay there. Um, one, you get the experience, but two, like, I'm looking at guys like let's take Adam Cianciarulo for instance, right? And we know we, we know the struggles he's gone through with injuries and stuff like that. But I look at Cianciarulo at 18 when he was racing 250s, and the guy was a twig. Yeah. And now he's, <laughs> yeah, but he still now is he's
2: kind of though. <laughs> well, but
1: he's got some meat on his bones, right? But I feel like just your body type, like there's a difference between an 18 year old kid and a 22 or 23 year old rider in supercross, right? And I feel like to to be able to manhandle and compete in the 450s. Um, like, I, I think there's that growth that needs to happen just just because the bike's bigger, the competition, you know, the, the, let's face it. I mean, yeah. you know, there's some elbows that get a little bit wider when you're on a 450.
2: I agree. I, I definitely agree. Like, you know, a lot more physically demanding. But also, when you jump to that 450 class, you have the maturity of the rider. You know, that's why Chad Reed was killing it. That's why the ride dungeons of the world were killing it. Uh, even the, you know... Um, all these guys who, you know, they've been in the 450 class for years. So they're very smart, technical riders. They know when to make their passes. They know what's kind of coming. And it's not like the bump and banging of the young guns in the 250 class. Like it's a much more um, intelligent form of riding. I like to think like uh, you, you can, it's almost like cool, calm and calculated passes. Like it's, it's a lot different, and I think it takes, you know, physical growth and a maturity growth to be able to be uh, very dominant in, in 450s. And look like look at the progression of Cooper Webb. Last year, you know, he was just yippy-yappy little, <laughs> you know. He loved to talk a lot of crap. He loved to just, you know, boast. And I think moving to the 450 class really humbleized him, and he even listening and reading his interviews, you can tell that he is, like – a technical driver like a technical rider now like now he is you know it's just like Ryan Dencher we always talk about him being the locomotive like he's thinking of the full season he's thinking about a championship he's thinking long term and being very technical so it's uh it's Full
1: circle. <laughs> yeah. Well, and not only that, but, you know, jumping from a 250 to a 450, you're doubling the amount of races. So your fitness level, I mean, yes, yes, you know, exactly. it's, it's a long-ass season for <laughs> these are. guys. It's a long season for these guys on 450s every single week. I mean, and I, I you know, I have extreme appreciation for NASCAR drivers. You'll never – it's not my cup of tea as no, far no as motorsports. But no, they do no. 40-some races a year. I have
2: an appreciation for NASCAR. They send the car and they
1: turn left. Oh come These on, hood!
2: Between NASCAR and motocross? Well, no way! We got to get far. Ricky Carmichael was, yeah, or James Bubba Stewart
1: the- on because they both tried NASCAR. You'll ask them what what they yeah. think. Ask Pastrana what he thinks. He went from and yeah, he'll tell you it was <laughs> the toughest motorsport he ever did.
2: Uh, no, I'm gonna yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. And like uh, Camden Murphy are obviously driving pirates. Curse last year. I I busted him and busted his balls a lot last year about you know, the NASCAR deal. And, you know, he even told me like how physically demanding. And, and even when you talk about kind of doing like a Baja or the, the mint and just how like mentally exhausting doing that, you know, duration of racing is. And you know, you're, you're, you're like hyper focused on what you're doing compared to motor where you're like, you know, it's, you're flowing. It's everything kind of connects and stuff. It's it's very shorter durations of racing time. Like I get it, um, but I'm always gonna give NASCAR a lot of crap. Well, I do too. <laughs> it's just it is, it is what it is.
1: We can we can do that. At the end of the day, we we all have a respect for. Him, though. I I throw them under the bus all the time. Whatever. It's not my cup of tea. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. So uh, yeah, we got to take a short break, and uh, we got an interview with Rob McCaffrey yeah, coming up here, after the me break. On board, Yeah. But uh, yeah, if you have fun in Mexico, I'm sure we'll text while you're down there and uh, we'll have you back next week.
2: Cool, guys. Uh, Stay fit, have fun, and be safe. All right. Have fun at the Mid 400. Thanks, Amy. Bye
1: that. All right. That was Amy. She is uh, off to Mexico, Puerto Vallarta and uh, I am stuck here getting everything ready for the Mint 400 but uh, speaking Mint 400, last year's champ Rob McCachron he is coming up on the show after the break. Don't want to miss that one anytime the legend, the living legend Rob Max, on, you know it's going to be golden so Rob McCachran coming up after the break right here on the Down and Dirty radio show powered by Polaris Razor
0: Like what you hear? Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe.
5: Get the latest from Subaru Rally Team USA at Subaru.com slash rally.
0: Life is all about sound. The sound of sports. The sound of the racetrack. And the sound of your vehicle. Don't drive around listening to this. Drive around listening to the sound of performance. Gibson Performance. Gibson Performance Exhaust is the company who can turn this into this. Remember that life is all about sound, and Gibson Exhaust is the sound of performance. Check out your next catback exhaust system, headers, muffler, or UTV exhaust at gibsonperformance.com and get more power and more sound.
1: Casey highlights
0: like what you hear catch all the back episodes of the down and dirty radio show on apple podcast and be sure to rate review and subscribe
1: welcome back to the down and dirty radio show powered by polaris razor jim beaver here got the legend rob mccathrin calling in in just a minute uh waiting on him he is the reigning mint 400 champion and uh Last I heard mint four hundred uh, coming up this weekend something like uh something like four hundred entries on the entry list, and then uh in addition to that, there's a hundred and seventy five on the wait list that's like almost six hundred off road vehicles that doesn't even count like dirt bikes and quads because they don't race. The Mint 400. You know it'd be well over 600. be probably close to 700 if you add them in. Like, to me, that's just nuts for an off road race. Like, wow. Like, just absolutely insane. But uh, I'd like to welcome Rob McCachran, Off Road Hall of Famer, uh, to the line. How's everything going, Rob? It's good, Jim. How are you today? I'm oh, doing well, buddy. I was just talking about the Mint 400, man. I, I heard, last I heard count-wise, we're at 400 entries with 175 on the wait list. I mean, you're Las Vegas born and bred. That's that's a massive amount of people and spectators and everything else coming to the city of Las Vegas.
4: Yeah, it sure is. Um, you know, I'm obviously born here in Las Vegas. Um, used to go to the Mint 400 when my dad raced in the early 70s. Um, you know, and there—that's what I remember. I remember huge entries and just tons of people and a huge spectacle here in Las Vegas and, uh, you know, Mad Media, the Martelli brothers. That's—you that's, know—they've really been uh, working on the working on this race year after year, and it keeps growing and growing. And that, that's incredible. Four hundred and seventy-five. Um, well, there's a four hundred maxed out, and then uh, hundred and seventy-five on the waiting list. It's crazy. I think uh, we really need multiple days of racing right now. There's there's already there's two days or two races in the same day. But I, I think here in the future we might see uh, multiple days of yeah. racing. I sure hope so.
1: Yeah, I could see, like, almost, you know, Parker, they do it over two different weekends, you know, with a – they've got two races on, uh, like, two weeks before the Parker 425 for UTVs and then motorcycles and, like, multiple UTV races, and then they've got the split. Like, I could almost see that, like, two days with four different, you know, races actually happening at the Mint. I think it's getting big enough where so it's really easy to do that.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been saying my two cents uh, to both uh, the guys at Besson Desert and uh, Matt and Josh Martelli. um, You know, I really think we could have two weekends back-to-back. One weekend could be motorcycles, UTVs, like you say, vintage classes, things like that. We could have a week-long festivities leading up to the the second weekend with the bigger trophy trucks and things like that. I I think it's definitely doable. Um, It's going to take some work, but I think uh, with the growth of off-road racing and like I said, everything that uh Mad Media and Best and Desert are doing that it can happen. I'd love to because man, I get to race more. If you know, I'd, yeah. I'd love racing the U T V, um, you know, getting one of those players' razors and doing that and then racing my trophy truck and, and maybe something else. right you know, if there's a, if it's got wheels, I would love to race. So hopefully <laughs> they can work on that. I know it take a lot of take a lot of effort to make all that happen, but um I definitely think uh, that the Mint four hundred can handle it. Especially saying, you know, there's not many people on the waiting list, and you know, I I've, I've been listening and hearing from different people. You know, some of them not in the race, and they're really bummed. And uh, you know, I know, I know, um, talking to Donald at Best of Desert and Daryl Folks and and Matt and Josh that they they want to try to do everything they can to get everybody in the race, but um, there are stipulations with BLM. There's timing, you know, there's only so many hours in the day. Um, you know, things like that. So hopefully they can uh, they can. Uh, Jump those hurdles here for uh, the future and and we can all uh, be racing more
1: yeah well, and talking about racing more man you i 'm just looking like. I mid 400 coming up. We're prepping the razor star car for that. And, uh, you know, and I'm looking at it going Oh, we got a week and a half left and, and it doesn't matter how much, you know, how early you get your vehicle done. It's like always something like, you're like, Oh man, I wish I had an extra week, but I'm looking at your schedule. You've got the mint 400. You've got the Lucas opener. You've got San Felipe, man. You guys, you guys at McCackard Motorsports, man, you, you have a stretch there. That's you guys are
4: pinned, Rob yeah absolutely you know um we started off the year in parker uh 425 doing pretty well last lap uh we were leading um ended up in the dust uh running into the back of somebody just getting into a little bit when they they were stuck so i got stuck and it took us out of the hunt for the win you know we're we're looking for redemption at the mint you know we won the mint overall last year it Was my first overall at the mint um been leading many many years um on the last lap and had issues, drive shaft failure, got a flat tire one year. We had a steering, uh, steering uh, belt fall off another year. So, you know, and then like you said, moving into uh, Lucas Oil Road Racing the very next weekend after the Mint, um, you know, racing there at Glen Helen, night racing, single night only um, this year at Glen Helen. So that should be super exciting. Um, And then it's only, I think three or four weeks later, we'll be in San Felipe. So my schedule, you know, it is what I do. I love doing it. And, and, when I have a couple weekends off um, without racing, the second weekend, I'm, like, scratching my head, you know, itching to get racing again. So, it's what we do. You know, we got, you know, six, uh, six guys that work at the race shop in uh, Southern California getting everything ready. The Pro 2 is actually up here in Las Vegas where I live today on the chassis dyno at Kevin Croyer's. Uh, we'll be uh, testing it on Thursday. Um, Friday, the trophy truck will be up here in Vegas on the chassis dyno, and we'll be testing it on uh, Friday afternoon, getting ready for the mint. So, you know, we've got a system going. I've got great people that work on the trucks. We've got, you know, obviously great partners and our sponsors, um, you know, that help us out along the way. And we want nothing more 2018 to be a successful year and try to get some more wins and championships. Yeah. So, I mean, I know
1: you're running the full, uh, the full Lucas schedule. You're doing the f- full score and the full Best in the Desert schedule
4: as well. Um, we are running the full Lucas series. Uh, you know they're traveling. They're doing some new things this year. Uh, we're racing uh, five of the, the events this year. Will be at night, so I think um, that'll help with the spectators getting them out at night. So he's, you know, seems like uh, the racers go a little more crazy at night. Um, the trucks seem brighter, faster. So I'm excited about that. Uh, they're doing uh, many different things, trying to get more fan interaction in the pits uh, throughout this year. Um, so we'll be doing the, the full Lucas series. And then as far as uh, the trophy truck goes, um, in Destin Desert, we'll be racing, as I said already, we race Parker, we'll race the Mint, we'll race uh, Vegas to Reno, and then with the score series, we'll be racing San Felipe, the Ba 500, and the Ball 1000 this year. Nice.
1: Well, and I got to got to ask. I was back there at uh, Cranon this past year and I know B.F. Goodrich has a, a massive involvement. I mean, you walk, you know, walk around and there's Rob McCarran pictures hanging on the walls and things like that. I mean, I, I know it was really special this last year with with uh, Carl going back to Cranon, but I you know, I got to ask like you you know, that that's as much your home as it is anybody's. I mean, any chance in the next couple of years we see you guys back at Cranon? Yeah, we we want to go every
4: year and uh, you know, at the beginning of the year we always lay down the schedule. Um, see uh, you know how many weeks we have in between races, and see it, what's doable. We had planned to go there uh, last year in 2017 and and run the Pro Four, but uh, the months, especially the the weeks leading up to it, um, we had some issues uh, happening in short course. Uh, um, you know, fell behind a little bit in the points, and and we decided that the smart thing to do was to, yeah. to stay home and focus on uh, you know trying to get championships in Lucas Oil and and you know better. Uh, better opportunities for the trophy truck in the desert series so we didn't go last year it's, i want to go every year um it's definitely a, a incredible place crandon you know it's definitely one of my favorite short course tracks i've been racing there you know for a lot of years haven't been there though in the last three or four since well uh, since we were racing back there but i'd love to get back um it's always on the schedule it's tentative this year uh we'll kind of see how things go and and we'd love to be there i know they're getting close um the 50th and you know i love the people back there cliff flannery and everybody at the track they put on an awesome event if, if you haven't seen that it's it's really a bucket list type thing if yeah. you're a fan of off-road racing at all um and, and you know you know, anyone that's gone there um, when they come home racing or not you know they can't stop talking about it and when it comes up in a conversation um it always uh you know gets the spark of energy and, and anyone and everyone that's ever gone uh, really has a good time it's, it's cool so it's a great place to go visit and watch races
1: yeah, that's that's for sure. It's definitely a bucket list, whether you're racing or not. Um, but I, I know another bucket list for a lot of people and you, you've you kind of dabbled in it the last couple of years. We're going to talk King of the Hammers real quick, man, because you, you threw that in the mix in between all this other stuff as well. I mean, how I know you 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 like a challenge and it seems like, you know, whatever it is you like to you know, I know you're getting involved in the UTV stuff as well. But I mean, how how is King of the Hammers? Because that's a lot of this stuff between short course and desert you can kind of adapt back and forth but i mean you throw the rocks in and that's a complete different element i mean how how has that been for you in this transition into doing some ultra four stuff
4: yeah you know the ultra four dave cole everybody that king and king of the hammers events an incredible thing um you know i was fortunate enough in 2010 to get the opportunity to go drive somebody's vehicle and i became addicted um the first time we went out there to go test uh you know, I, I don't remember jackhammer, sledgehammer, or something like that. It was my first rock crawling um, experience, and when we got in there, I'm like, "You can't go that way. That's <laughs> not passable." And they all chuckled and said, "No, that's the way we go, and uh, we're gonna go that way." So, you know, they showed me how to do it, and from that day, you know, I I, I dug it. I wanted to do it again. I've always wanted to put my own effort together and uh, try to go win that king of the hammer race because it's it's for me. Um, it's it seems so much harder to conquer, uh, and especially win, let alone finish, you know than anything that I do. The Ball 1,000 is tough, and uh, an analogy that I say, the ball 1,000 has thousands of things that can reach out and grab you during the race. The King of the Hammers, their race has millions of things. At five miles an hour, you ain't even less trying to go up through a rock canyon when you're actually racing somebody yeah. door-to-door side-by-side. And you have to you have to have a lot of patience. You have to you know, bring your wheel yourself back in. Normally I'm used to, oh, there's dust up there. Let's go, you know, let's drive hundred and ten percent and go try past that guy. That <laughs> hammers, if you do that, you're gonna break your car. And some of the things you have to go up or the the rock canyons and the drops that you have to go down, they're like you gotta drop off a school bus or you gotta climb up over a school bus and you know, so many people have gone and done it and uh, you know, when they come home, you know, they, they have Again, you know, same thing as Cran. It's it's it brings a smile to your eye, to your mouth, and 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 you know, people can't stop talking about. it. I know Johnny Greaves went this year with his son CJ and a UTV, and um, you know, he was calling me a couple months out, and you know, he'd known I'd been there and asked me some questions. And sometimes he asked some questions, I chuckle and I like, you have no idea what you're gonna <laughs> what you're gonna see and what you're gonna have to do. And when he went, he was home and just a couple a week ago or so. I. I was texting back and forth and uh you know i said to him i go do you miss it yet and he goes absolutely we talk about it every day so um that's another you know bucket list event whether it's to go watch or or to go compete in every year it's growing you know dave cole's done a tremendous job with that Uh, um you know getting the publicity out there it's it's crazy i want to do it again i've been fortunate enough to drive the last two years with greg adler um we finished both years but um you know just out of the top 10 and I want to win that thing. Now i finished it. It took me until my third time driving on my own so I could finish yeah. the race. And uh, I soloed, and we got 13th. But I'd love nothing more to go back and do that again and uh, try to win it. It's, it's definitely tough, though. It's no, that is no joke. King the Hammer winner, that guy is a, is a badass. And yeah. uh, Jason Shear this year got it. And uh, he's an incredible driver, and he's got an incredible uh, rock hauler.
1: Yeah, for sure. And uh, before we let you go, man, I know uh you've started to do a little bit more with Polaris Razor. I know you got a few of them in the garage. I see uh, a little bit of branding on the trucks. How's your uh how's your I guess uh, journey into uh the Razor life as they like to call it? I know uh you and I talked, I think at the UTV Worlds last year, you were thinking about maybe building one for uh for a few races and things like that. I mean, how's uh, how's the Polaris Razor adventure been for you, Rob? You know, it's been really a lot of
4: fun. Um last year winning the Mid 400, we were fortunate enough to win a Win a Razor, a two-seater, and we take that out and have a good time. Um, I have a couple four-seaters, and we, we we go out with the girls and my son, and uh, we do that. I've got a lot of miles in them. Um, have a really lot of good times with them. And yes, it's definitely um, you know it's on my list to to build one into a to a race car. Just haven't figured out uh, the schedule. Being as busy as I am, you were alluding to earlier. You know, I'm I'm trying to to build up Razors now uh, just to go out and have fun with, and just my time. Is so valuable and, and not doing being able to get it done, but uh you know i I love racing those things as far as bringing the family together that's one thing I think it's really helped uh, with us giving us a, a time away from racing and actually still spending time out in the desert with the with uh, the daughters and my son and, and having a good time yeah, for sure well, good luck at the mint this next week buddy
1: uh, you know I'll see you out there on Fremont street and uh, you know let's uh you know here's here's hoping
4: you can uh, repeat as uh, mint 400 champ. That's definitely the hope, and uh, we'll have our Rockstar Energy Makita, BF Goodrich, Vision Wheel, truck on display on Friday at Tech in the Vision Wheel booth. Um, you know, I'll be walking up and down, so stop by, say hi. And, uh, um, again, three bucket list things. You got Cranon, you got King of the Hammer, you got the Min 400. Those are three of the biggest races are all, all, all year. Um, so please come check them out.
1: Absolutely, buddy. Thanks a lot, Rob, man,
4: and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, appreciate it. Take
1: care, Jim. Thanks, Bye. buddy. <laughs> All right, that was a legend, Rob McCachron, and we'll be back after this on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor.
3: Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400 Expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call TOCO at 800 222 2313. That's 800 222 2313. 800 222 2313. fee may apply, subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warren Tech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit TOCOwarranty.com for complete terms and conditions.
2: When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt.
7: You're listening
0: to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. All killer and no filler.
1: Well, welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Rob Mack, the living legend, always fun to have him on. Uh, man, that guy is <laughs> crazy busy. You look at that schedule running in three different series full-time and throwing in all kinds of crazy events in the mix. Uh, you know, you wonder when the guy's going to stop, but he's still winning everything in sight. Like, uh, why stop, right? <laughs> uh, you say living legend, not too many people in the Off-Road Hall of Fame and are still completely dominating uh, the industry, and uh, that's definitely Rob Mack. But uh, had some uh, had some snowcross happening up there in Michigan. They were on their East Coast swing this past year. Uh, uh, this past weekend we'll get to these uh, quick snow cross results possibly if my computer isn't going to continue to die um, but uh, yeah we got snow cross in uh in Michigan but uh, in addition to that we also have uh, some big GRC news we're going to talk about in our next segment and uh, definitely looking forward to that man GRC is uh uh completely changing their entire format of their series and this one kind of came out of left field and uh pretty uh pretty excited to talk about that but uh yeah looking at uh, snow cross results we had lincoln lemieux taking the win uh tim tremblay and johan lidman um in friday's pro final pro light um on Friday, man, I don't know what's going on with the snowcross site. Maybe we're not going to get to uh, get to these results. But uh, I do have to mention uh, my boy Kyle Pauline for Levi LaValle's team, Team LaValley. Uh, Pauline is uh, MIA for the rest of the season, uh, nursing uh, nursing an injury. But back after this on the Down or Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor.